Hi, and welcome to a very special year in review episode of Pop, Storyboard's podcast on private podcasts. I'm Jeremy Lin. Since early summer this year, 2022, we've had the opportunity to talk with different storyboard creators on how they've been able to use podcasting to power their teams. Now, with 2023 on the horizon, we want to take this opportunity to look back on some of the highlights from those episodes. So, to kick things off, in June of this year, we had the opportunity to chat with Alex Wagner of Pepper, an e-commerce company based out of Berlin, Germany. Here's what he had to say. I, I want to dig a little bit more into your podcast that you're doing today at Pepper. What topics do you get into on that podcast? And how did you decide to podcast about those? We started with a very practical approach. So we had a strategy, annual strategy, a meeting coming up or or we were working on the annual strategy meeting. And we find ourselves since I joined in September 2021, since I joined at Pepper, the company was in this hybrid mode, I would say that probably a lot of companies are in right now. So it's not 100% clear yet whether you become a fully remote company or if everybody has to go back or, or wants to come back to the office. So we were in this hybrid state. And it was obvious that we will never reach all, you know, all colleagues in a, in, in a town hall conversation uh, or, or talk, which in our case, Pepper operates in 12 markets. So it was never really the case that we would get gather all people in the same room. So we always had to do video sessions, video hangouts, and then stream those to, to all the colleagues around the world. But this time we said, okay, instead of forcing people to sit in on a live stream where, where our CEO shares all the company updates, but also the strategy for 2022, we said, why not record it and have a conversation? Because also the benefit is it was, it meant less preparation time and less post editing instead of, a, you know, a video or anything where you always want to also show some slides. You don't have to do that in the podcast. So we said, you know, what's the worst thing can happen? We listen to it and we decide to not do it, but then we wasted an hour of recording it maybe. But it turned out to be quite, quite good. And yeah, it's still there. And that's also the good thing. It's still live today. So even people that are just joining the company fairly recently have a chance to, to open the app. And the first thing they can do is listen to the strategy coming straight from the CEO, right? So no secret telephone or anything. No, you, you can check it out what the CEO and founder thinks we should focus on for the 2022. But what is it about podcasting that you think really makes it so intimate? For, for me personally, the the difference is that if you see a video of someone, you know, on a screen on YouTube or something like this, there's always this distance, right, to to, to your display or to the monitor or to the TV. But if you if if I take my earpods and I I you know go shopping or pick my pick up my daughter from the kita, you know, on the way there. And I listen to someone or even multiple people talking, you have this feeling of, you know, people are actually inside your head. So that's a very intimate way of, of, of consuming content. And you feel probably a lot closer to them. Also, the audio quality, I mean, this is why it's such a pain to listen to, to, to low quality recordings, right? But if the audio quality is, is done halfway decent, then, um, I don't know, it somehow stimulates different areas of your brain, I think, compared to, compared to video that just makes it feel, you feel more connected to the people talking there, I guess. Yeah. And, and we liken it to like having a conversation with friends, right? We sometimes see like somebody does something a little bit more overly scripted and you lose that conversation element. I think with audio, the big benefit, and I, I think you can probably agree with this is like, 
you don't have that factor. You don't have to look at somebody. You can just hear one element of them. And to your point, like the brain works differently for that. Yeah, totally. What you say, I think that this is the huge difference. You don't want, you don't want to hear scripted or polished content. I think that that creates distance again, right? Because you immediately realize, okay, this is a news show, right? There's no, you know, they're reading from, from a script or anything. But if you have the feeling that you actually listen to two people having a conversation, just like you would maybe listen to a conversation on a party, that creates a totally different feeling and yeah, feels, feels a lot closer. In July of this year, we had the opportunity to chat with Catherine Tanucci of Endeavor Airlines, where she shared how podcasting has been used to power their deskless team of pilots, flight attendants, and tech ops. I know you do a lot of different things to communicate with your team, whether they be in memo, video form, but in terms of the podcast, you know, how have you helped your team of mostly people who don't sit behind a desk stay connected with the company and really feel like they have a seat at the table? So I have always wanted this, the podcast to be a two-way conversation. I think we're off to a great start with that. As you mentioned, like, yes, we have, you know, over 700 employees in our corporate office who I've gotten feedback from them that they listen to new episodes when they're at their desk and they have not even downloaded the app. They're listening on the the website. But most of our employees are, as you know, not only not at a computer all day, they might never be at a computer. Like they If you're a pilot, you may never like sit down at a laptop and catch up on your email. You're going to be doing that as you go on your, on your iPhone, on your iPad. And so that experience for the employee is different than the corporate employee who is working remotely, even from their laptop at home. You know, it's just different when you're checking your email on your phone or your iPad than it is when you're at your desktop, you're using a different app, you're, it's, it's just a different experience. And the podcast and the, the storyboard mobile app has been easy for employees to use. It's nice. It looks great and has been, I think, as we continue to grow, it's going to be a really fantastic tool for engaging our employees who are working throughout the operation. I want employees to know that if they have a question, this sort of just like strategy or, or, you know, what's happening in the, in our business, I want them to know they can come to the podcast and get a relatively quick answer from someone that they trust who is senior leader at the company that, that is going to be able to give them the best information. And so I think it's just going to be a tremendous tool for not only getting the information to our employees who are across the country working 24 hours, seven days a week, different schedules, working with different people every time they show up to work. It's a great way to get them info, but also really useful to hear what they're wondering about, what they're thinking about, what they're hoping to hear. And so it's, I think, surprised me a little bit about how great it is to hear from employees through the app, through the comments, hopefully soon through the voice notes as well. August, we had the opportunity to speak with Kyle Wiesen of Grand Island Express, a trucking company with operations throughout the United States. Here's what she had to say about their private podcasting experience. I know podcasting was a brand new concept for Grand Island Express. Where did this idea come from? So 
largely the idea came because we felt like there was a large group or population of our drivers that we really just weren't connecting with. I'll be completely honest, we have been a family-owned and operated business since the 1960s, so we do a lot of things the same way they've always been done. And, you know, a lot of that is good because we maintain a close-knit, family-oriented organization. However, that being said, there are just things that need to change and grow in order to, I guess, keep up with the times, keep up with what's going on in our world. So for us, podcast kind of was like an easy thing. It made sense. That's what we could do in order to reach out to the drivers that we felt like maybe we didn't quite have a hold of or, you know, didn't have captive with the information that we wanted to share. So, you know, easy enough, put it, you know, out on a podcast. They can listen to it at their convenience when they're out in the truck. And it just kind of made sense for us. In the fall, we got to welcome back to POP John McCarowitz and Bobby Hughes of Mark Spain Real Estate. With over 200 episodes in the can, hear what they had to say about their experience with how they've made private podcasting an integral part of their operations. One of the coolest things is this podcast has really grown with Mark Spain. As you guys have grown throughout the Southeast, as has the podcast And through our conversations, I've seen just how incredible it's been, how you've used this, not only with training new folks and getting them on board, but also continuing education for some of your more seasoned reps. You know, when somebody first comes into their Mark Spain journey, how are you able to get people and new reps on board and really keep them engaged? I'll kind of jump in there, John. You know, you mentioned early on, it's part of our onboarding process. So I think that's another you know dynamic we're really proud of our training. And as much as the team has grown and the podcast has grown, the training department itself within Mark Spain has been probably one of the most dynamic roles or evolving roles that we've had. So yeah, whenever we add on a new office or just bring on new agents to a new market, that's part of their process. You know, they get a welcoming package from their directors, but there's also a login to storyboard. Part of that first two-week launch is you know, you've got a set list of podcasts that you check off. We used to do little quizzes for those just to kind of see, you know, what the engagement was going to be and make sure that people were getting the content that was going to help them get off the ground a little bit quicker. That's always what I wanted. If I could share one nugget or two from my past experience that could help someone, you know, go into someone's home and and give them the confidence that that was the right decision for them. That's that was my goal is just to kind of share that out outwardly as well as promote, you know, the culture. It's not always just necessarily, you know, real estate driven or training. You know, we talk to our vendors. We try to give everyone as the company grows a good idea of who we are and and the relationships that we've built as a company over time. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback on that, you know, in the early days of the podcast, you know, initially we were sort of watching, you know, who's listening, you know, who's tuning in. And you know how big the company is, right? And so, you know, pretty clearly early on, there was a kind of a fierce group of like fans, you know, that listened to every single podcast with little comments in. And, you know, initially there was almost this instinct that I had to get frustrated that not 100% of the company was listening to it. You know, but I just realized, you know, hey, at the end of the day, like we're going to do a lot of initiatives as a company, whether it's training, you know, sales skills, whatever. And not all of them, you know, not all company members are going to dial into each one of them, but we're going to throw a lot of stuff out there, right? And meet people where they're at. 
But what happened pretty quickly is in the first few months, the common theme amongst the group that did listen religiously, they tended to be our top performers. And so, you know, it was this idea that it was easy then to be able to share that with new folks coming in, like, hey, if you want to kind of fast track your success, one of the you know, success leaves clues and one of the common themes that we see amongst our top performers, you know, I list a few things, right? They failed for compliance, they put their notes in the system, they're great with follow-up. But another one is that they listen to the podcast. And so to Bobby's point, you know, we quiz people on the podcast, they sort of get a playlist. We can also introduce them to their sales director. So each sales director, each leader in the company has done an exclusive podcast, the Get to Know series, we call it. And so, you know, they can listen in and kind of learn more from, you know, straight from their director's mouth about like their background, their history. So, you know, it's become a a great tool for many things, not just sales skills. It's, you know, introducing our uh, vendors, as Bobby pointed out, you know, letting our directors tell their stories. You know, and often sometimes it's like just the support person or one of our agents has like a really interesting kind of cool story, you know, about where they came from and their background so they can share that. And then, you know, we bring in top performers to share their best practices. So there's a, just a lot of different ways we can kind of meet the team and deliver content that we think would be relevant. Yeah. And and one more thought on that, John, just from my side, you know, the kind of the back channel emails that I can get, I can usually tell whenever a new group, a new training group or office is really leaning into it. Because I start to get the emails, either just great feedback or saying that they appreciate it or maybe an anecdote that they pulled out and used on an appointment or just as well as, you know, can I get some more, you know, content around that? So I get a lot of that. And then that's kind of the best compliment that I can receive is, is those emails behind the scenes that you never really know if it's moving the needle or not. Because when you put the episode out there, you see the listens, you see the clicks, but you don't know the impact that it can have. So that's that's been really cool as, as I've seen us grow. You know, you start getting those emails from... Florida and Alabama, Tennessee, Texas. So, so that's a lot of fun. In October, we got to catch up with Julie McGoldrick and Daniel Ostergo of Insurity. Hear how they've used private podcasting to reimagine the way they do training and development. As we talked about, I, this was a brand new initiative for you. What advice would you give to other organizations thinking about starting their own podcast? Yeah, I would say planning is definitely key, right? Know exactly what you want to do and how you want to do it, but also think scale. So we had a lot of ambitions. We had a lot of goals. I think we had decided on, I think, up anywhere upwards to five different shows because we had identified a couple of different areas of opportunities that we thought would lend themselves well. We targeted two. We decided to focus really intently on those two shows to get things right. And then personally, I basically filled my hopper. I went out and I interviewed four, five, six people to all at once to basically not be tied to having to do something weekly or biweekly, but have a couple of episodes kind of in the bank so that when things got tough on a week where I might not have been able to dedicate that time, I had an episode locked in and ready to go. So that would be kind of my advice there. I think our advice would be, yes, plan, but also then just dive into it you know, be willing to make a few mistakes is at the beginning and course correct as you go, because it's not just you putting out the content. It is a partnership with your listeners, right? If they don't want what you're putting out, well, it doesn't matter how good you think your interview is. And so for us, we had to put out an interview to see how good is it to others because we thought it was good. We had a laugh and thankfully they enjoyed it as well. 
And so we've continued, but now going forward, it'll be a matter of, okay, well, how do we adjust and cater to our audience? Because at the end of the day, right, as learning and prof- learning and development professionals, we have to go, well, what's the need that we're fulfilling with this? Are we just putting it out for fun? Like, If there's a need for fun, well, then that works. And so for us, there were a few needs that we're targeting with this podcast. And so advice would be identify the need because then you'll be able to also justify the cost behind putting out a podcast because there is a cost, you know, to host it on a platform, but also your time as the one generating it. And so the more that you can, you know, prove the return on investment, well, that's excellent for you as well. So those would be my two biggest pieces of advice. Be willing to make mistakes as you just kind of go for it after some planning and then make sure you are targeting a specific need. In our final interview of the year, we chatted with Tim Leitner of the State of Alaska's Child Support Services Division. They launched with Storyboard in 2019 and have continuously evolved how they've used private podcasting within their organization. Have a listen. Tim, what advice would you give to other organizations thinking about starting their own podcast? My basic phrase, which is, you know, to kind of borrow it from, I think it was Nike, is just do it. So true. I mean, it doesn't take much. Just start it, see where it goes. You know, I wanted to let you know that in the past couple of years, I was able to co-present at a couple of of the National Child Support Enforcement Association web talks, one on turning your podcast ideas into reality, one on making a podcast. And then this past August, I was invited to speak at a Western Intergovernmental Child Support Engagement Council. Sounds like a, a, a rough government, you know, title for something. But really, they had me come down and we co-presented on using podcasting both as a public and as a private means of reaching an audience and how you can do that in your local child support program. So we've done that. Um, I've encouraged folks to take and try it, just get it started. I've really kind of sung the praises of, of storyboard.com because it's been so, so amazing for me and, and to be able to use that here. And I think part of, part of the advice I give too is don't be intimidated. It is easier than it seems. If you can talk, you can do this. And, um, you know, you don't have to have some fancy recording studio. You, you might just use your, your laptop to start with. You might get hooked to buy a, a nice mic. But it's not, it's not hard. And I, I want to mention one more thing here, too, that might encourage folks. So in 2021, I was awarded with the Wixic Excellence slash Innovative IT Award for the One Podcast. And so Storyboard.com was instrumental in that award because that is what we used to, to host the podcast and get it out to our folks. And so a, a National Child Support Association recognized that and awarded me with that, with that award. Thanks for listening to this year in review episode of POP. You can find the full interviews with storyboard creators anywhere you get your podcasts. We'll be coming back in 2023 with brand new episodes, so stay on the lookout. At Storyboard, we have plans for all different sizes of organizations and teams with free, pro, and enterprise-level subscriptions. To learn more or to request a demo, visit us on the web at trystoryboard.com and follow us for updates on LinkedIn and via Twitter at storyboard underscore FM. Folks, it's been an awesome 2022. We'll speak to you next year. Have a great holiday season and a happy new year. Bye-bye.